Hey Jess, how does the guitar part go? It kind of sounds like Oh, like this? Take my pod, take my cast Take me where the shows don't last I don't care, I still see Episodes I pay to stream No more din, no more moth No more take that helmet off Now that Mando's off Disney You can watch Firefly with me Hello, and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch. I am Vanilla Husband, a.k.a. Captain Boot Scoot, a.k.a. Jesse, your host. Of course, you know that the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch is the weekly Firefly podcast where my friend Ricky D and I from Best Flicks with Ricky D take our two first-timers, Josh and Kylie, one episode at a time through the TV show that is Firefly. So, before we go any further... Let me just say, welcome, 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 Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D. How was your week this week, man? It's been a good week. We had lots of exciting stuff happen on the podcast. Ready for the weekend, ready to record a new episode of my show, Best Flicks with Ricky D. And everything's been going real smooth. Been a good week. It has been a good week. I mean... You guys, we're going to get to it, but Ricky D is the king of understatements so far. Now, I would like to introduce, of course, our two brand new Firefly viewers, Josh, the creator of the Twist My Arm podcast network, and Kylie, his co-life host. Josh and Kylie, welcome, welcome. How has your week been so far? Hey, um, it's been a lot less eventful. Um, Well, I guess I can't say that. It's been eventful, but it's been um, eventful in a positive way, whereas, you know, our last week was pretty tough. So we're happy to be here and over that hump and ready to go. It's exciting to have a bit of a breather from things. Um, Not only do we have a breather from the sudden but inevitable show, kind of, um, but we also have a, a little bit of a breather from... The, Mor- the Mortal Kombat, the Marvel canon madness show. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just been nice to kind of take a step back, take a breath, mow the lawn. We got some chores done. We might you know? go on a date this week, maybe. Like what? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good week for sure. That is excellent to hear. I I had one of those weeks at work where I woke up on Monday and I was like, I feel like this is going to be a long week. And then today when I walked out the door, I was like, oh, I think work just happened for a week. I, I feel like I was mostly useless and almost not even present, you know, because it was just like everything, everything was going like crazy. Um, but yeah, so normally on a Friday night, which spoiler alert, this is, we would get together and do a live episode of the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, and we would cover one of the episodes of Firefly. But if you have listened to us before or watched with us live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, then you know that we actually, we finished Firefly. Well, we finished the series, okay? We're out of episodes. There is still a movie and possibly a documentary and possibly some other stuff that we need to cover, and that is going to happen But 
because we've just been working like crazy since the second week of January to bring this show to reality. We figured, you know what, let's take a week off this week. But as luck would have it, we actually have an episode to bring you anyway, which I can't tell you how excited I am to explain this. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Okay. So if you've been here before in a live chat, or if you've listened, you've heard us mention our shepherds of shine. Now, those are the people on social media that uh, show us lots of love and support. They retweet, they like, they're putting us in their stories. They're, you know, telling their family members about us literally. And two of our shepherds, two of our first listeners actually ever, um, happen to be two people that were in the movie Serenity. They were both extras in the movie. They actually have a very cool story about how they got there uh, way back in the day before Twitter and, you know, the internet at large. There were these things called message boards. Some of you might be old enough to remember internet message boards. Blogs. Yes, blogs. uh, uh, There was another forums, lots of forums. Um, And I guess one of the things that Fox got right was they ran this forum where the fans could all interact. And apparently the actors from the show would go on there every once in a while, producers, you know, things like that, interact with the fans. Um, So that's how these two listeners of ours ended up getting connected with the creative team on Firefly. I just I just want to say how cool that is. You don't I mean, now you got Twitter and stuff. Yes, which kind of can be personable. But I mean, how cool is that back in the day that they did these message boards? I was part of a Star Wars one. I obviously didn't meet anybody cool or anything like that. But I was on a Star Wars Star Wars message board. And it was it was fun to have other like minded individuals that this is, you know, prequel era stuff so it was it was it was a lot of fun and like like organic fandom exactly and like that was that's that's cool that that this all kind of originated from a old school what 2006 probably message board (laughs) well the show was on in 2002 and they were you know so i would imagine the message boards ran all the way through the show and the movie um but i agree with you big time it's like it's like the beginning of the internet being used to connect people to the things they're really passionate about. And I mean, you guys know me, especially if you've listened to the show, I'm just going to connect that to found family, which is, you know, a big theme in Firefly and a big theme here on the sudden, but inevitable rewatch. Um, we like to talk about how sometimes the family that you find uh, can be not more important, but just as important as the family that you're born with. Um, so to that end, one of our amazing listeners, Shepard Saxon, who was in the movie Serenity as an extra, she knows a lot of the actors from the show Firefly. She met them. She went to a lot of conventions. She interacted with a lot of them on the message boards, the OB, as they called it, the old boards. And Ricky D, what have you got? Uh, I just wanted to throw in there to give a little bit of credibility to our shepherds and how well they know the actors this weekend at galaxy con, one of our uh, shepherds was actually shouted out on stage, which is unbelievable. One of our fans is being talked about on, you know, by celebrities that we're trying to get in touch with by name. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, by name, (laughs) maybe we should be fans of them just as much as they're fans (laughs) of us is what I'm thinking. Oh, you know. And so I, 
yeah, so I was the story starts with if you know anything about us, you may have heard a story about Shepard Saxon. Shepard Saxon actually sent us a bunch of swag. She sent us like some t-shirts, stuff from old comic conventions that you can't get anywhere anymore. She sent us pins from the premiere of Serenity. She sent four of them, you guys. That's one for each host. That's that's like mind-blowingly heartwarming and cool. So, you know, a couple weeks ago, I'm laying in bed. It must be 1030 at night. And I get a message from Shepard Saxon that says, hey, what are you doing? Can I call you? And I was kind of like, that's weird. I've never had a listener be like, I got to talk to you right now. I mean, I've had listeners immediately text me the moment they finish listening to an episode. And I love you all for that. And please, please continue to do that. But it was kind of just a strange timing. So I was like, okay, what's up? Are you know, are, are you okay? What's going on? And she said, I'm very excited. Yeah. She said, I'm very excited. I have to talk to you, but I want it to be in person. I got to see your face. So I'm like, okay, you know, what's going on? So I, I called or she called me and, um, she had the biggest smile on her face right away. Like she, she wasn't even trying to hide anything. She just had this big smile on her face. I said, what's going on shepherd Susie. And she said, as soon as I tell you what I've been doing, you're going to know what happened. But I've been talking to Adam Baldwin on Twitter. Now, in case you're not familiar, Adam Baldwin plays Jane Cobb on the television show Firefly. He's my favorite non-Baldwin Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> Some of my friends and I have a Firefly podcast. So um, that's that's just kind of cool that she happens to know that guy, right? And um, I kind of started hyperventilating a little bit because I'm like, why is she telling me this? Why would she be talking to me about Adam Baldwin? And because she is just impossibly wonderful and gracious, I guess she mentioned our little Firefly podcast to Adam Baldwin himself. We're talking Jane Cobb, people. And dun, dun, dun. The man they call then, Jane. Yes, Jane himself. And then she told me he has agreed to come talk to you guys. And I lost it. I'm almost crying right now, just talking about it again. But I lost it, you guys. Like, I had to go in the garage. I didn't want to wake my wife or my daughter. I was like, I was having a serious moment. My arms were in the air. Like, I can't tell you how I was feeling. So let's fast forward a few weeks. Last weekend, there was the GalaxyCon Live event. Now, GalaxyCon is really cool. Definitely go check out GalaxyCon if you get a chance. They have all these free virtual convention events. Um, so last Sunday, we were watching the Firefly panel, which was Adam Baldwin, Jewel State, and Summer Glau. And the whole time we were watching, we, we actually knew that we had plans to speak with Adam after the show was over. So we're like watching like giddy children, right? Like any questions they don't ask, you know, I just, it, it, we all watched. I watched, uh, Josh and Kylie, you guys were watching, right? Uh, yeah, actually I was driving Kylie to a family event and we were playing it on my car speaker, listening to it as I'm driving. And there were, man, cause yeah, like you said, we knew what was going on and I had this like list of questions, right. All ready to go. And as we're driving, I'm like, shit, there's one that I was going to ask. That's my question. And then, and then another one. And then another one. Like I heard three different questions that I was going to ask him um, during that, that GalaxyCon. And yeah, during the drive is when Adam, they were talking about fans, basically. They asked all of the Firefly panel, hey, do you, 
do you remember any any certain fans or is there anyone that ever sticks out to you or anything like that and both uh kaylee and river were like yeah i mean we met people we don't really like remember their names or anything and adam like on cue was like yeah rosie uh susie um they're, they're great great people like and we're like oh my god and yeah i was like oh <laughs> da- oh dang they, we know those like, people straight up <laughs> they like all it. Around. yeah <laughs> so it was it was a really cool thing though i actually went and watched uh there was a star wars one as well with um but of course with ahsoka tano and the guy that played Anakin, I can I can never remember their names, and I'm so bad at that. But but yeah, they they were doing a thing, and then uh, there was another. I watched another one too, but GalaxyCon was really really cool, and I highly recommend anybody watch it. Well, and to be fair, like and 100 percent clear, uh, we're not associated with GalaxyCon. We found out about it like a day before it was happening, and then we were like, oh my gosh, we have to watch that because we don't want to, you know, we don't want to ask all the same questions, and also how cool is that so we're just fans we uh galaxy con hasn't sponsored us yet uh ricky d from best flicks with ricky d did you have um did you end up getting to watch uh, i did catch some of it i wasn't i didn't start right away i didn't know exactly what the schedule was and that kind of thing mm. but i did catch like the second half of it oh see now that's the part that i had to miss uh when it was live because my daughter um she threw a slight tantrum uh but you can go rewatch that it is somewhere on the galaxy con page so basically we're watching this firefly panel and you know i'm sitting there going like this is so cool they really do remember their fans you know look at them they're all still friends like they get along you know it was a lot of fun to watch and so after that we logged off and then we all you know frantically started texting each other oh my gosh you guys today is the day it's coming that show is over we're gonna be getting in contact with adam baldwin so i just it's so hard for me to talk about this without freaking out you guys like this is the coolest thing that we could have ever hoped for like when we started a firefly podcast in january if you would have told me that we were going to get to interview a cast member from the show by late april i would have laughed at you and said like yeah that would be great but i but you're on something right like that's mind-blowingly cool so i yes ricky d what have, what have you got best case scenario if you told me that i would say we're gonna get one of the guys that was drunk in the mutter bar <laughs> right like that's Which, the best we could have reached for and <laughs> we would have loved to talk to one of the drunk yes, butter guys yes, from the bar. of course by the way yeah um so basically shepherd Susie, everybody here at sudden but inevitable owes you beyond words and in a way that we probably will never be able to pay you back so on behalf of josh and kylie and ricky d from best flicks with ricky d and myself thank you so much for this opportunity shepherd saxon this is this is life-changingly cool for us like I, i tell you what I haven't had a bad day since this happened. I, it, it, I've been walking on sunshine and floating on air. And I just, and, and of course, you know, before we actually explain and then get into the interview, we have to say a huge, impossible, sudden but inevitable thank you to Adam Baldwin to take time out of your day because a friend of yours asked you to, 
to talk to some people who you've never met who just happen to run a show about your show. Some Man, random nerdos. Yeah. That's I mean, that's emblematic of Firefly and the Brown Coat community, right? Like it's all about support and family and, you know, making new connections and bringing new people into the fandom. So Adam Baldwin, on behalf of Josh and Kylie and Ricky D and me and Sudden But Inevitable, thank you so much. Josh, Kylie, and Ricky D, have you guys got anything you'd like to say before we go further? I did just, yeah, want to just say a huge thank you. He stuck it out with us. He was an amazing person. Um, he, We had issues at the very beginning of the whole process, and he had texted Susie and was like, I want to do this interview. I want to make sure that you guys get this interview. So how, how can we, how can we do this, you know, the best way? Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just, a huge thank you. Cause it was, it was a dream come true for sure. Um, on all sorts of different levels, you know, it, it was, it was insane. So, uh, I know Jesse wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, connection issues that we had, but first Ricky had something to say as well. Yeah, uh, I know Jesse is thanking everybody for us all, but I just have to say it myself. Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you, Adam Baldwin. Like, it would have been so easy for you to just go, oh, it's another bunch of losers with a podcast because everybody has their own podcast these days. But he stuck it out and he he sought us out and he he did this for us, which is absolutely amazing. So thank you, guys. Thanks to all our other fans. Thanks for making all of this possible. This is just the best part of the week, every week. Um, I also wanted to say, too, you know, I've been doing, the uh, well, just podcasting in general with Josh for about five years. Um, but I think that this is really kind of the first time that I've been, you know, people haven't been, fans have been engaging me and it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've got to see the 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 rewards of having a podcast and so i want to thank first of all ricky and jesse and josh for helping me with all that stuff um and then i also want to thank i'm just i think it's really cool that my biggest fan saxon is also adam baldwin's biggest fan so i'm like (laughs) am i just as cool as adam baldwin because (laughs) this is exciting um but no it's it's really been a pleasure um we do have you know some more episodes i do believe or at least one coming out for this um but i do hope that we have all of our friends come join us for our next endeavor so yeah so to kylie's point well really quickly i do want to say i like to say thank you on behalf of everyone just so that you guys don't feel like i'm saying hey this is all sentiment only from me but i do appreciate you guys adding your voices to that chorus because i know there are a lot of fans and listeners that are specifically here for Ricky D and a lot of fans and listeners that are specifically here for Josh and Kylie. Kylie probably has more fans than the other three of us combined, but Hopefully. that's okay. <laughs> probably. Um, and I'm now, so excited about that. <laughs> and Kylie's going to utilize her newfound stardom because in season two of the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch, we are going to be called the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. And we are watching Cowboy Bebop. Kylie and I have seen the show before. Josh and Ricky D, not so much. And they might even be resistant to it. So definitely, definitely very happy to have Kylie aboard and taking her next steps as a podcaster. If you haven't already, please go follow Kylie on Twitter at MissMyArmCast. You can follow Josh at TwistMyArmCast. You can follow Ricky D at BestFlixRickyD. And you can follow me at Sudden 
but now as josh and kylie were mentioning we did have some connection issues right at the start with adam and he is the most gracious wonderful person he said you know what let's try this let's try that whatever we can get to work let's make it work and we did finally get it working you are going to hear that we did finally get it working um we had to go a little old school though uh which is totally appropriate and fitting for a firefly podcast and what we did was we had adam call on a telephone line and josh sort of played speaker for us so we were in the chat sending josh our uh, carefully worded questions that we really wanted to make sure he got specific and he did a great job moderating for us and representing the twist my arm network as a whole and being the mouthpiece for all of the emotion that we had going without just falling into a blubbering mess now we did get so proud Yes, it was hard. Was, yeah, I was going to say, this is shocking. It, it was a moment of sudden pressure for Josh. But as the head of the network, I got to say it was probably inevitable. And he performed <laughs> admirably, you guys. And you're going to hear it in the show. Josh sounds like he's met Adam Baldwin 300 times before, and celebrity interviews are no big deal to him. Uh, and then you'll hear Adam Baldwin turn the tables on Josh, and Josh will freak out a little bit. So um, we have some great, 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 audio to share here with you with us and adam baldwin um so what we're going to do is we're going to give you the piece of this where everything sounds great josh is kicking ass talking and being a host and then we're going to append the parts where ricky d and i were able to get some communication through the crackly line we're going to put those at the end just so that it kind of flows a little bit better um and i gotta say if you are listening to this i'm sure you're going to listen all the way through to the end but i beg you Listen all the way through to the end of this bonus episode, my friends, because there may be no more. You may not have more fun with an episode of our podcast than you do when, with this one right here. And you might, you know, I don't want to put us into a box and say we're only going downhill, but this is pretty amazing. And I cannot wait for you all to hear this so if nobody has anything else they'd like to share, let's go ahead and jump right into the sudden but inevitable rewatch interview with Jane Cobb himself, Mr. Adam Baldwin. Adam, you there? Yes. All right. That is so much better. Okay, good. Hopefully, so, this will come through. Yeah. So, you want to start? Do you want to start the recording and the intros over again? Basically, here's what here's what we got to do. Since we're doing a phone call, um, everyone can hear you, but you can yeah. only hear me. So, I'm going okay. to be flooding questions to you, kind of like the host was at the GalaxyCon today. Um, Happy to be here. But yeah, essentially, thank you, thank you again so much for coming on the show and, and, and hanging out with us. Uh, we are just a, a bunch of local podcasters, and we started this show called The Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, where we rewatch Firefly for the first time. But the twist, or we rewatch Firefly, but the twist on it is me and my girlfriend are watching it for the first time. So oh. we've, we've actually never seen the show. Um, and, uh, we just finished up the episode 14. So we still have the movie to watch. Um, but we've been having so much fun with this, with this thing. Like I, I can understand why people are so crazy about this show and it's, 
and it's wonderful. So um, it's it's an honor to have you on the show with us and and hanging out and answering some questions and stuff like that. Um, well, thank you. That's that's a wonderful thing to hear, and I'm glad you're you're finally able to see it. How old were you in 2002 when it first aired? I was 14. Okay. So, and it just complete and it completely went under your radar. You didn't even know it existed. It it did, man. I was in I was in bands and stuff, you know. So I was kind of right. out playing shows and not really watching TV as much. Um, That's fine. But all my friends were always telling me, "You got to watch this Firefly show. You're a Star Wars fanatic. You like that sci-fi stuff. You got to watch Firefly." And yeah, and it's Friday. It's Friday nights at eight o'clock. Come on, <laughs> man. Yeah, Friday nights. And it's and it's so sad that it, to me, like. This whole season of this show, I have just been so upset that, A, the show was aired out of order, mm-hmm. and B, it got canceled. How could you cancel such an amazing thing? <laughs> well, again, it's a com- it's, a, it's a, a confluence, a combination of many different factors that led to that, and I can, I can go into that if you'd like, my version. Absolutely, yeah, let's, let's hear it. Okay, so in 2002, we had a normal pilot season, uh, which is generally in mm, January, March, April, May is when, uh, say, February, March, and into a little bit of April. May is up front when they announce all their shows. So I auditioned for the show in February, as did the rest of the cast. Okay. And we got the jobs, and then we got the green light in May, so we, we shot the thing. Uh, it was a two-hour episode, and the powers that be... Uh, first of all, Fox, this, this was the first season of uh, American... Um, oh, God. Why am I blanking on it? Uh, the Simon Cowell show. Uh, uh, American Idol? <laughs> yeah, American Idol. So the first season of American Idol took up all the oxygen in the publicity department that year, and we got lost in the shuffle. Fox really only has two two hours of primetime real estate per night. Right. Uh, and the only openings really were Wednesday at the eight and nine o'clock hour or Friday on the eight o'clock hour. Everything else was taken up by already existing shows and American Idol. Right. So there were really only three slots that we could get. Right. Uh, and, and we had a two hour pilot, uh, that, which you've seen now. Um, and there were two other pilots that year, Fast Lane, uh, which was McGee's show, and John Doe, which was... Um, Dominic Purcell's show and they were great pilots they were really cool and slick and they they won out with uh, the heads of the network and the programming and all the test marketing and all that stuff again it it was a a decision by committee Hmm. so we lost we lost the hour Ideally, we should have had either eight or nine on Wednesday. It would have been great. Right. Um, so essentially, but we didn't get we didn't we didn't get that because we had a two hour pilot. So Joss and Tim, oh. my near, had to scramble to write the train job. But by then, the locomotive is already racing down the tracks, and McGee had cachet. He, he got picked up, and the um, the other one, uh, John Doe, that got picked up. So we lost the uh, Wednesday night slot. All that was left was Friday. All that was left was Friday, and by and and at that point, 
uh, it was too late to get the train job in. And I, I don't know your opinion. M- many people's opinion is that the train job is the weakest of the episodes because it was rushed. I still think it's. I still think it has great stuff in it. I like the train um, job. I had a great time watching it. I mean, I, there's there hasn't been too many episodes that I haven't enjoyed though. You know. Right, but that that particular episode wasn't as groundbreaking as, say, Serenity, the pilot, yeah. or, or even our Objects Mrs. in Reynolds, Space, or... or Objects in Space, or any of the other ones. Um, so we were playing catch up and never really got our feet on the ground. Right. So it's 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 not that they aired it out of order. It's that the decision making process was already too far down the road for them to. Uh, they didn't they didn't like the rough cut of the pilot they saw the pilot and they didn't like the rough cut they watched it before it was uh included the battle scene mm-hmm. in the beginning so there was it was slow character development e mm-hmm. and fox was sort of a fast moving slick network at the time with also american idol right so so, so essentially what you're telling me is that american idol killed firefly Pretty much. <laughs> no, 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 it's, um, yes, yes, it killed many shows. Uh, as the old, there's a, I think there's a Family Guy segment where uh, Peter's listing off a whole bunch of shows that didn't survive and Fireflies in that long list. Well, unfortunately, Lois, there's just no more room on the schedule. We've just got to accept the fact that Fox has to make room for terrific shows like Dark Angel, Titus, Undeclared. Action, that 80s show, Wonder Falls, Fast Lane, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, Skin, Girls Club, Cracking Up, The Pits, Firefly, Get Real, Freaky Link. I, so, so we got lost. Yeah, and so basically I, I did, I got to tell you because my girlfriend's not here right now, but she is with us on this journey, with me at least, watching it for the first time. And she wanted to make sure that I let you know that she is team jane way over team mal so it's uh it's a matter of taste (laughs) it's true and you know it's funny because we had a we had an episode where we were talking about um you know is is jane a a generous lover i guess and and you know she, she enjoys talking about that sort of stuff but i she wanted to ask as well do do you think Jane would have been a, a generous lover, or would he have been more of a moving in and, and going out kind of thing? All you have to do is watch the Heart of Gold episode and see how gently he treats uh, the woman's hair when he's brushing her hair that, to know to know how generous he could be. And I, I you know that that makes perfect sense. That, but you know, brilliant. in in love in love making, generosity goes both ways. It's a two way street. You you are correct, sir. I I would uh, I would definitely agree with that. Um, so the- Jane's not Jane's not stupid. No. So here's the thing: is this whole series? He's just, he's just not educated. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense because this whole series, every episode, we have a moment where we started this hashtag, and it's hashtag is Jane dumb. So there are some moments in the series where, you know, where you think kind of, oh man, is he, is Jane kind of, is he kind of dumb or, and then there's other moments in the series where he's kind of brilliant. Would, where would you say he falls there? Is he more on the, on the smarter side or is he a little more on the dumb side? He's on the cagey side. side. He's, he's cagey. He's street smart. Uh, 
He's definitely selfish. He's uh, definitely not uh, book smart. He hasn't <laughs> been in, uh, as it were. He's not. Uh, he didn't go to school like all the like all the uh, the other folks uh, sure. that uh, he criticizes. But he has fun, you know. He, he's not. He's not stupid. He's not brilliant. Right. And and I know that uh, Jesse always made the point of he he's smart for what's good for him at the moment. You know? Yes, selfish. There, there you go. <laughs> that, that's the word we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, Firefly has been noted to be about found family, um, and that really reflects in the way that fans still talk about the show to this day. Um, do you think that feeling uh, still persists for you and the rest of the cast? Yes, I've been blessed to have been a part of that, and it was a found family, and we still love each other very much. We obviously have some dysfunction, and we disagree, as any families do, which is which is wonderful. My parents were educators. Our teacher, my mom was a teacher for many years, and my dad was uh, a writer and uh, uh, English major. So he was very much interested in being an amiable skeptic and discussing different points of view. And that, I think, is reflected in the show itself. You have these nine dysfunctional family members forced together through either birth or necessity, and they have to find a way to make their home in... Uh, the universe, the black, as it the, were, yeah. uh, uh, out in the black. And uh, it, I've, I've been blessed to be on that show. Chuck, I was on for five years, uh, same way. Uh, as I said on, a, on a, our uh, GalaxyCon uh, panel earlier, and I've said this many times over and over, is that Firefly had the blessing of Nathan Fillion as the captain. And Chuck had the blessing of Zachary Levi as basically our fearless leader and quote-unquote captain of the ship. And uh, it's really important to have a leader like that in the cast, in our in our uh, on-camera department, as I like to call it. That's... Yeah, and that's uh, that's wonderful to hear, and it's and it kind of shows that with you guys still kind of doing cons together. You guys are still a, a bit of a traveling family, it seems like. And as one of the elder statesmen on the show, I was 40 when it started. The uh, the only one older in the cast was uh, Ron Glass. Mm. Uh, he had been around a little bit longer than I, uh, and we were imparting to the younger cast members, you know, the youngest being 19, Jewel State, was that appreciate this while it lasts because this is one of the good ones. Right. And uh, as we've you know, this is 20 years ago. Since then, we've all worked on shows that have had not that special feeling. Chuck certainly did, and for me, The Last Ship did. Uh, so I've been blessed many times over, and I'm very grateful for that. But there are other shows in between where it's just get in, get out, get your paycheck, hit the mark, say the line, go home. Um, those Firefly especially was not like that. Right. It was we wanted to we wanted to hang out and stay and watch and be with these people and this found family of ours. We wanted to spend more and more time with them. Like Susie and Rosie, 
like I when you said their names on the screen, my my heart exploded. Like I was like, oh my god, I know Susie and Rosie, and I felt <laughs> like I felt like a little kid. And I've heard so many stories from Susie and Rosie about how wonderful you are and how you always remembered their names. So to see that play out was like it had to be the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Well, we had we had uh, interactions on the OB as it's known the the uh the old official board for firefly yeah. they set, mm -hmm. set that up for us so uh that's how uh, rosie and uh susie and all of us uh came to know each other so yeah that was so cool yeah so excellent. are you guys excited to be back in front of an actual live audience at a con like where the fans are physically there i prefer that because i you know i like to give people hugs and uh, shake hands and uh, stuff like that. Um, I guess that's going to be mm, modified going forward, but uh, sure, I'll, I'll still probably still do it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still, I'm I still sure shake there will hands. be plenty of fans that are that are willing to look past the guidelines. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, out out in the regular world. I think. I'm pretty sure that I contracted some sort of, you know, we jokingly called it con SARS. <laughs> you'd come away from a convention and you'd be sick as hell with a bad cough and a cold. And yep. definitely it was some sort of virus that you picked up. And I was in London, I'd say three or four years ago, and I came home and I've never been that sick. So I'm convinced I had some form of coronavirus, either if it was, because this is the current one is SARS COVID. Two, I'm we convinced this was SARS COVID one I got. Because <laughs> it was the original. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. So I'm 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 immune. There you go. That's awesome. There and that's go. why when you go to the cons, people can get handshakes and hugs. That's so cool. <laughs> you know what? I haven't been sick since at all. I've never even had any I have never had the sniffles since that illness. Yep. Oh man. I feel like I had that I'm same gonna, thing. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I feel like I, I had that but, same problem. <laughs> But I am, but I am not a doctor. Right, <laughs> right. And I've never portrayed one on television. I was so. gonna say I've seen take, you on TV take, with a guy pretending to be a doctor, <laughs> but it wasn't you. <laughs> Absolutely. So as a family, there's always spats, right? Like brother sister spats. You know, were there ever yeah. any sibling rivalries on Firefly, or did you guys ever have any crazy spats that you could talk about? Oh, nothing, nothing that came to blows. Okay, if that's what you're asking about. <laughs> Not uh, necessarily. Just you know, I'm sure there was some sort of rivalry. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm a contrarian, and the other members of the cast are strong-willed contrarians. So, uh, I think, folks, we got it. We got into it a few times about silly stuff. But you know, fight family fights are generally they they can escalate into and that that squeaking you hear is my my dog uh, on her. Yeah, that's my dog. This monkey, it's a monkey chew toy with a with a with a, a squeaker in the head. She's got it by the head and it's squeaking. She's like, "Dad, right, pay attention to me. You've been at a con yeah. all day. Pay attention to me." Well, it's almost walk it's almost walkies time, so oh, okay. Um, what was your what was your question again? The spats? No, yeah, just if there are know. any rivalries or anything on set or anything like that. I wasn't I mean, nah. No, no. It was it was about supporting the show. 
we we knew we were under the gun from the get-go we knew mm -hmm. that we were lucky to even be picked up and on the air so we were all sort of desperate to elevate everyone else and be uh supportive and make the show as good as we could so i always tried to come in early um be ready on set working with the prop department if you notice jane likes props and stuff and Absolutely. food and whatnot yeah and uh that was my goal to get there and fill the scene as much as i could even though i may not have had much to say so uh and i think everyone approached it that same way yeah and you know i appreciate pretty much every one of your scenes <laughs> even if you don't say much your your facial expressions or just the motions that you will do on camera are are great and and i thank you for it because you are you bring so much comic relief um to firefly that i think is 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 really great so well if it isn't if it isn't on the page then you have to fill it with what we like to call doings or action sure. because uh you know that's we're actors we're not talkers right. we do talk but Absolutely. we are actors right yeah yeah and fortunately fortunately the words that were given to us by the uh, poet laureates at the helm were uh wonderful and we weren't allowed to vary from them at all so i had to, i had to find ways to fill the empty spaces with uh either you know a look or a doing uh, a prop uh a movement um in between and i was given sort of free reign to fill that empty space because I don't know if anyone's told you this, but I, I like to think of myself as a scene stealing son of a bitch. And if if I can steal the scene, I will steal the scene from you. And and you did many many times. It was it was great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, that was my plan. But when you ha when you ha but see when you have a group of actors like that, they're all trying to do the same thing as well. And so right. that that lends itself to a wonderful dynamic of comp competition, which is what real life is like. Right. People people in conversations, relationships, they're all trying to win, right. win the beat, as they say, right. win win the audience, win the camera to look at you, make the camera <laughs> look at me. <laughs> That's, you know, and, and again, you do a great job with that. Um, I wanted to kind of further on the, like just on set, I guess you could say shenanigans. It wouldn't be shenanigans, but um, you did a lot of work with wires in Firefly. Um, and it seemed like you were always <laughs> flying around, always hooked on to something did you have any sort of interesting stories of being injured on set, on set, or, or getting hurt or anything? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I mean, it's not the most comfortable thing to be hanging out in. But I, I had worked on wires before, so I, I was. You just have to suck it up and say this is going to hurt for a few hours. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes it. Did anybody ever get injured on set? Was there ever any sort of? There were definitely some bumped heads and uh, twisted ankles, but okay. uh, nothing, nothing serious. For sure, for sure. Um, so then, sorry, I'm just, I'm reading, everyone's sending me questions right now, so I'm kind of reading them off. Um, and let's see, it looks like, so you do have a couple voice acting credits, if, if, we're, if we're moving on, just, just to kind of stay on the topic of, of you a little bit. Um, you have some voice more me yes yes <laughs> exactly um and based on the disney and netflix and all these streaming platforms there's a lot more animation coming out uh, have you enjoyed your voice acting experience and is it something that you 
believe would be a big part of your future? Well, you never know. You never know what the future holds. Uh, voice acting uh, for cartoons is different than voice acting for commercial work, is different than books on tape, is different than, uh, say, uh, uh, video games. Sure. Like uh, doing a, a cartoon, you're in a studio or you're in a booth with the other actors and you're playing off of each other. Right. And you have a you have a director in the booth and a producer in the booth saying, no, I didn't like I didn't like the way he said that. Make him do it again. So that happens often when you're doing a uh, video game. You're alone in the booth as you are in a book on tape. You're alone in the booth doing cues that will then be, you know, synced up into whatever happens in the game. And commercials, uh, that's alone in the booth again, and that's that's your Mr. Narrator voice, and you have to find which which Mr. Narrator voice is either that is either that lighthearted guy who's talking like this, or maybe he's that sort of smarmy uh, urban <laughs> urban guy or whatever you know. And I feel like I've heard a couple uh, of those voices on some commercials. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it pays well, and uh, it's it's fun and easy to do. You can. You can go there and not worry about your hair or your beard or your clothes and just be comfortable right. as long as as long as you can bring your voice to it. There it's it's a closed world though, and there is a small troop of people, you can look them up, of people who are really, really good at it. And they do most of that work. Right. I've been lucky to do a, I've been lucky to do a few of them. Um, if there was, and now we're going to circle back to Firefly because I've been saying for a minute that it might be a little bit harder to bring Firefly back in a live action sense, but if they were to bring Firefly back in an animated sense, would, would that wait, be... why do you, wait, wait, why do you say that live action? Why would it be so difficult? Not, and it, because mainly... Be honest, be I, honest. No, no, and it's... Old. Mainly, no, not, not that, not old. that. yes, old. It's, yes. it's, well, and you know, there was a, didn't, um... Someone pass away as well, I believe. Well, yes, two so, two character two characters, but you know, in sci-fi, people can be brought back with all sorts <laughs> of uh, imaginative three uh, uh, right. D you know, imagery. Right, but uh, and no, I I don't mean by old by any means. It's more like I I feel like at this point, Firefly has kind of. In a way, it's not gonna if it's gonna find itself to someone new. It's because of an old fan. You know, like like the guys in right. the show brought me to this show. I wasn't gonna seek it out right. unless they brought it to me. Whereas an animated an animated kind of show might be easier to put on a Netflix or put on a Hulu or something like that. Would you yeah. be interested in doing some sort of animated show if if the whole ca if most of the cast could come back and do that? It seems like a no brainer to me that that you could do it animated, no problem. Our voices are all pretty much the same, and I'm sure people would love to do the the uh, the work as long as the, the writing was there and, uh, but you know, we're not doing the rough and tumble. I think they'd have to probably get some younger folks to do that. Uh, the elder statesman could come in and offer advice, but I, I don't, I, I, I never, I never pictured myself as being a, a 60 year old Jane. No, why, why not? Did you, uh, what was no, I thought, Jane, I thought Jane. I thought Jane would die in a pile of hot brass and lead long before he reached that age. Okay, uh, it, it, just because of how how gruff he was. I feel like Jane might have settled down a little bit if he met the right person or you know got, got in the right situation. 
Yeah, you never know. <laughs> uh, but I think a few years ago, uh, Joss said it sort of sits there kind of like this perfect little Camelot of a show. And he gave it a shot. We all gave it a shot with the movie. And had it made a little more money in the box office, we probably could have gotten some sequels, but it didn't quite reach that element, that level. Uh, so why risk going back and screwing it up? Yeah. And it seems to be kind of the trend nowadays, too, as far as rebooting or remaking or something. And some of them are OK, but some of them aren't aren't as aren't the best. So I, I would agree with that with that statement a little bit about how it's how it's a little bit more of a treasure. You know, it's something that people can hold near and dear to their heart and share with, with friends and it doesn't have to. Yeah. Happen. I think, I think that's probably it's fate at this point. Live at live action wise animated. We can, you can do anything. Yeah. That'd be fun. But that's, that's, a, that's above my pay grade. Right. <laughs> um, if, if you could bring Jane into any other sci-fi franchise, what, what franchise would you bring him into? Gosh. Uh, Well, I, th- I think he would meld quite quite nicely into the Mandalorian. Uh, he would uh, jump into any. Uh, <laughs> how about Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, <man>. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that would be an interesting concept. Uh, you know, Jane with Vera in Game of Thrones walking around. <laughs> I guess you'd have to have like yeah, a but- staff or something, right? A different kind of weapon in the in that kind of day. Yeah. And the characters there would be like, what's with the accent? <laughs> right. <laughs> Ricky just mentioned uh, Jane versus the mountain. Jane versus the mountain. Yeah. Well, I, Jane would probably keep his distance and uh, <laughs> shoot for center mass. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of Vera and and those things, you, I, I, I think before you've mentioned that, that you'd, Jane loves props. Do you know yes. what happened to Vera or maybe even the Jane hat? Well, the Vera, the weapon is a modified Sega 12 gauge shotgun with some, <laughs> with some fancy, with some fancy parts glued on. Okay. Uh, and it was rather unwieldy, not a very good weapon. It just kind of looked weapony as <laughs> Joss might say. So like he would say, he would say, that seems sciencey. Um, uh, I don't know what happened to it. I think it, I think it still resides in one of the main, uh, weapon prop houses here in, in Los Angeles. Okay. And the hat, there were two original hats. You have to always have to have a backup. One of them I kept and, uh, the California brown coats helped put it up for auction and it went for $5,000 oh, wow. to, and the money was donated to the Marine Corps law enforcement foundation, which raises money for fallen soldiers and law enforcement, uh, their children for educational purposes. That is awesome. Yeah. That that's a great way to, to do that for sure. I, I do have a couple of, I, well, I think I have one replica hat left that I, that I may break out on Halloween from time to time. Oh, there you go. Do you, uh, is that something that you do for Halloween? Do you like to dress up as Jane for Halloween? I bet, I bet no, 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 no. I would. No. If I was an actor, I would totally dress up as characters that I played. 
Well, it's funny, you know, I was, I was, I, did, I was in a movie called The Patriot, and I went down to South Carolina, and we shot that down there. And um, I was, I had some free time to come home for Halloween when my kids were little, and I said, "Can I borrow this costume?" And they said, "Yeah." They let me borrow the costume, so I walked around the neighborhood in my costume from The Patriot. That's wonderful. See, that's yeah. the kind of thing that I would do. I would always want to take my my costume. I know it's hard that you can't get props from most shows that you work on or costumes that you work on and stuff. But right. if there was ever an opportunity, you know, if I ever worked on a Star Wars, if I was ever a background person in a Star Wars show, I would definitely find a way. A grain of sand even would be great. Well, as I said, as a, yes, exactly. As I said in the, uh, in the galaxy con uh, panel, it's, it's not really, it's borrowing those props for future use. There you go. Yeah, for future purposes. So when do I get to start interviewing you about your reaction to the show? Uh, hey man, you, go go ahead, go for it. You can ask me. We questions. go back. We go Let's back. We go back and we go back and forth. Okay, so you've seen all. <laughs> is it fourteen? How many episodes is it? Are we counting so, Serenity the pilot as two? Uh, we counted that as one. Um, we That's watched one. That as one episode. Yeah. So it's one plus thirteen more. Yep. So we just finished episode fourteen, and we're gonna watch the movie next week or the week after that okay and do you have a favorite episode just right off the top of your head first first favorite episode say it oh man um uh probably probably objects in space (laughs) objects in space very good yes well let me tell you objects in space when when joss came to me he said so you read the script uh you'll notice that you're not in it very much um i said i said yeah yeah what's the deal he goes well the thing is if you're awake you would probably you would kick uh, you would kick his ass the bounty hunter's ass and i said oh yeah that's true that makes sense i get it uh so i get a week off to play golf basically he goes yeah we'll need you in for a day when you're laying in bed i said okay cool can i make can i have a big drool spot on the pillow oh my god and that you know and it's funny because that was like the best scene of the of the whole episode was when they, and joss and, and joss goes oh yeah joss goes absolutely <laughs> so that wasn't in the script that was another one of my little brainstorms little, that little wasn't improv. Well, they wouldn't let me use. They wouldn't let me create words, but I could create drool. Oh, right. Okay, your second. Right. What's your? What's your? Right. What's your second favorite episode? Uh, out of gas. Yeah, out of gas is great. Um, it's just great. That From one was start a, to finish. Yeah, and that was just a big great. emotional emotional roller coaster. I feel like as far as you know, you really get to to learn about how they how they react with everyone and, and how how much they care you know <laughs> yeah that was one of the that was one of the episodes where we we were shooting the flashbacks and yes. because because there was uh, i'm going to toot my own horn here because there was so much meat on the bone of Jane's uh flashback that just that little sequence but the way they were shooting it and sort of that bleached out thing and the dirt we came up with and the, the, the cigar and all that crap. And, the, um, yeah, there were, uh, all of that them. was one of, that was one of the few, that was one of the few scenes where when they, when they said cut, you could hear an audible, Oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> from, from video village. Yeah. And you know, everyone involved in the scene, 
like knew it. This is great. This say, is great stuff. Kind of how you know that it's special when everyone around you is cheering, right? <laughs> right. But, and that was my experience being on camera. I, I stood around and watched them shoot the other stuff while the, while the other actors were on. And it was, it was the same thing. This is great. We knew, we knew that was a special episode when we were doing it. Yeah, for sure. How, how'd you like our Mrs. Reynolds? Our Mrs. Reynolds. Um, you know, what did, what did we call her? Um, I'm trying to remember her name. Yosef Bridge. Yosef Bridge. Yes. See, and that's, yeah. I guess it's not what we call it. It's what everybody calls her. And I got brought into it, yeah. but, yeah. um, you know, it was a it was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Um, I I thought it was strange. You know, I was like, <laughs> it's just it was weird to see Mel have to worry about getting married. And yeah. I don't know. You got, you got a little point of view of how he was a little bit of a a good man. You know, he uh, he wasn't going to take advantage of anyone really. At least, he, no, was, at least know- he kind of he thought he wasn't going to, and then. <laughs> Right. You remember the moment when I said, can I know her? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now the framing on that was, we were all in frame, but when the final cut, the framing was like, can I know her? And then they sort of squeeze in and all you see is Jane's sort of hand rub up on her sweater a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of coveting, coveting her little sweater. Like, can I know her? And no, Jane, get out of here. No. But those were those were the little touches I was always looking for. Sure. In the in fill the space in between. Yeah, and that's that's what makes it so good, man. And I again, I appreciate all the all that you do in that show. <laughs> mm. um, and I I appreciate it, you being on with us today. Um, it's it's been a, an awesome experience. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad we could connect. Any more questions yeah, in closing? I, I was just gonna say, um, there's one thing that that if we could just if you could just say one thing for us for our show. What? What? This is Adam Baldwin and I'll be in my bunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, remind tell me the name I wanna I wanna get this right. What's the name of the podcast again? The sudden but inevitable rewatch. Okay, this here's Adam Baldwin for the sudden and inevitable rewatch. Signing off. Guess where I'm gonna be? Yeah, that's right. I'll be in my bunk. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you so freaking much, Adam. Uh, yeah, this yeah. has been here's a, a blast. Here's a tissue. Oh yes, I I need to wipe my eyes for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have fun! This was a this was a blast. Yes, thank you so much. Um, and again, right. I thanks to I Su- thanks to Susie and Jesse and uh, yes, and all the rest. Everybody, Ginger, says thank you so much. Hope everybody's so. well. God bless and uh, peace, love, happiness. A B out. Oh my gosh, you guys, how flipping cool was that? Like, I, yeah, I, there's nothing cooler. I, I'm sure there are cooler things, but they have never happened to me. So, I, ugh, wow. I, okay. It was a dream before, come true. It was a dream come yeah. true. Before I wrap this all up, because there's not much else we can say, especially after that, but before I wrap this all up, Josh and Kylie, do you guys have anything you'd like to say before we get out of here for this very cool bonus episode? 
just again huge thank you to adam baldwin Susie, rosie all that i i have been wanting to do interviews radio like that since i was a kid and to have that kind of suddenly come to fruition um where i mean again it was it was it was nerve-wracking you know to, to do it myself like i was totally expecting you guys to be there with me and it was it was crazy but it was one of the greatest moments of my life even though it was it's you know it's it's not just adam baldwin but it's it's just adam baldwin you know just adam just a b yeah. and <laughs> it was it was just it was a great it was a, it was a dream come true great experience and i i cannot wait to do more of these like i'm addicted now i've already started tweeting at people kind of like a psycho but like i've already started <laughs> tweeting at people hey hey <laughs> Uh, I think I said that I, uh, you know, most of the important things that I wanted to say, but I just wanted to thank everybody again for making this so much fun. Um, and then also uh, bear with me on Twitter. I'm a new, I'm a new tweeterer, um, but it has been kind of fun. So I'm excited for that journey as well. Just wanted to say thank you again to Adam Baldwin. Uh, those are some awesome talking points. You hit on a couple of really interesting, weird theories that we've kind of floated out there and he totally confirmed all of our stuff all of our theories. Uh, that was just such an exciting interview. Thank you, Josh, for stepping up and handling that. Thank you, Jesse, for getting in touch with Saxon and Rosie and working this all up. This has been fantastic. So thank you. And I can't even say you're welcome because I didn't do anything. Shepard Saxon, you went, I don't know, the extra 55 miles. Yeah, like you went the extra marathon, right? Like I just, this is, I'm so touched and I'm, I'm so, I'm just so happy that I get to share Firefly with Josh and Kylie and Ricky D and now with a freaking Adam Baldwin. I can't believe that you guys. So once again, if you haven't follow Kylie on Twitter at miss my follow Josh on Twitter at twist my follow Ricky D from best flicks with Ricky D on Twitter at best flicks, Ricky D Follow me at Sudden Butt. Go to twistmyarmpodcast.com to get everything the Twist My Arm Network offers in one place. Be sure to go to facebook.com slash twistmyarmpodcast if you prefer Facebook. And go to twitch.tv slash TMA games to watch us there. We're working on the custom YouTube URL, but for right now, just go to YouTube and type in Twist My Arm Podcast. We'll pop right up. For Josh, Kylie, and Ricky D., my name is Jesse. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Josh, take us out of the world. Take my pod, take my cast. Take me where the shows don't last. I don't care, I still see episodes I pay to stream. No more din, no more moth. No more take that helmet off. Now that Mando's off Disney, you can watch Firefly with me. Here's a tissue. <laughs>